doll cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority. He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. Oh, lordy, 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 folks. What is going on? We are finally live and direct. Thank you very much for joining us on Sports Done Right, people. We have had some technical issues. We are 35 minutes late, but guess what? We's on, and the calls are coming. You are live and direct with the sports governor. Who do we got? We got Michael the Thriller Miller. Michael Miller, what is up, my man? Mike Miller, for y'all in the chat room, is one of my uh, very cool co-workers, a big sports guy. Private school gentleman went to St. John's University here, and uh, glad, Mike, that you decided to call in. How can we help you, bro? You know, I'm just uh, excited to be a long time, first time. Hey, we appreciate that. Be able to be uh, partake in the awesomeness that is sports done the right way. Hey, I appreciate that, Big Mike. Now, Mike, obviously, uh, Mike is a huge fan here. And uh, first off, Mike, let me ask you this. Viking yep. season is over. You yep. know, it was what it was. Unfortunately. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Um, my people here uh, would like to know what are your thoughts on maybe what the Vikings need to do next year, Big Mike, to, you know, shore it up and maybe go a little you know, deeper in the playoffs. You know, the Vikings have a lot of uh, places to go. The Minnesota sports uh, programs have a lot of places to go. Um, I think we need to turn to a positive that was a former Viking. Uh, I think we need to look at the positive in the Minnesota sports scene right now. And, um, you know, we got the U of M, we got the University of Minnesota. We are very loud. We are proud as fellow colleagues in the Minneapolis uh, downtown location. We have access to the beautiful university facilities and all of its glory. And um, I think something that people are underestimating right now that we routinely see on the national sports network that is ESPN is uh, the WWE. And if you don't mind, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with this that is pertinent, but the national champion, Brock Lesnar, is in the forefront of a lot of the people's uh, circles. And, you know, we can talk about Coach Zimmer and what he's doing. He's doing a lot of great things. Uh, um, If we're going to follow the path of the Carolina Panthers and Denver Broncos. We know that the Vikings are very close, but I think it's one of the former former alumni of the Vikings, Brock Lesnar, that is uh, really doing a lot of great things in the world of sports and entertainment that I think draws draws some attention right now to the national sports scene because he is on all of the publications. I mean, we can talk about football. I love football. You know, Vince. Vinny, you know me. I, I will talk football until... Mike, let me ask you this here because I got a big football audience on right now. And okay, let's I get, do football then. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do, do football. football here. But let me let me ask you this. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. um, I thought he made some real big strides this year. Uh, I think, he, you know, we got to find some type of receiver. We got to find a way to go a little deeper down the field. 
Um, what do you think the Vikes offense needs to find next year to, you know, take it another notch up? I think that's a really good uh, question. I think that when you look at what uh, Mel Kuyper and uh, Todd McShay are having to say right now, there's a great uh, audio out there right now of their draft prep. Um, there's a lot of good wide receivers that are going to be available to the Vikings um, in this upcoming draft. And it's really important to start putting the weapons around Teddy, the weapons around AP, and the weapons around an emerging uh, uh, offensive line to get them to that next level. Why are we relying right. on a kicker to send us to the next round? Let's focus on the things that are around the existing core and not have to worry about the kicker. I don't think, uh, you know, Cam Newton, my favorite player in the NFL right now, he MVP over the MVP, uh, MVP of probably the Super Bowl, if all goes well. I think uh, the one thing that we learned is that you put some playmakers around him. You know, Ted Ginn Jr., a former uh, high school and college All-American, uh, showed if you get the ball into a playmaker's hands, and who is that going to be? And the right, first guy yeah. that I come to mind is from a playmaking offense out of Baylor, Texas. And the uh, um, he is being talked about right now as one of the best athletes in this upcoming draft. He's explosive. Right. He's a little raw. But at the end of the day, Teddy Ginn Jr. was raw coming out of college. And when you think about how do you make Adrian Peterson more dynamic? How do you make right. Teddy Bridgewater that next level guy? And you put guys with speed, acceleration. And when you have comparisons to Des Bryant, when you have comparisons to other big, fast, wide receivers, what better to compliment and Adrian Peterson than this style of receiver. Oh, I totally agree with you, Mike. I mean, you know, I, I really hope they can find a way to get something done, man, because the Vikings, I feel, are really right there on the cusp of, um, you know, doing some some real special things even next year possibly. You know, I think they got to find a way to shore up that offensive line a little bit, maybe move Khalil um, along. Uh, not, not really his biggest fan. Uh, what do you think about the offensive line? Well, I think, you know, I was rereading a uh, mock draft over the weekend, as I tend to do sometimes, and uh, TJ Cummings, who we picked, was uh, projected to be a tackle either in the left or right side. I think that's a really promising piece for us to utilize along there. I think versatility in the NFL is something that we all appreciate. You know, some of these guys that we see uh, come into the offensive line, you know, whether you're a video game aficionado, or whether you're a casual fan, you appreciate having a sure line. One of the things that we've learned a lot over the last couple of years is when you've got that stalwart defense, you need to build the interior of the team on the offensive uh, side of things. Right. Carolina has been awesome with having a running game. What has Peyton Manning done as his age has turned him into a shorter passing fine line? It's the offensive line that has allowed them to solidify that. Uh, I think we have got some prospects out there. Uh, we've got uh, Laramie Tunsil okay. of uh, Old Miss right now that looks really promising. He might be gone before the Vikings pick, but you sure up that line. You know, we've got Phil Wilholt coming back next year. Uh, you can put him around 
there's the center from Notre Dame that we drafted, uh, John Sullivan. Right. That yeah, yeah, that you know next year. Right. Very good point too, by the way, uh, Mike, because I totally forgot about him. Um, he needs uh, to get back because Sullivan is a stud player, and uh, yeah, we we really need him back. And I think you know, as as uh, Coach Zimmer has been so apt to pick up, and one of the things I'm really excited about this Vikings team is that you know a leader is a matter of putting the right pieces around him, and as he has learned from Bill Parcells, the Hall of Fame coach, and and general manager, Bill Parcells was always really good about finding guys like Bill Belichick to run that defense for the 91 Giants, and then into his days with the Patriots, and then subsequently the Jets and Dallas Cowboys. You know, he knew how to put guys in place to, uh, you know, manage around him. And I think that Coach Zimmer recently, a former Chip Kelly, a former uh, Packers, Offensive, uh, offensive coordinator uh, Pat Schroen. I think that's right. a really promising okay. thing because well, you can never have too many great minds in a room. You know the defense is going to be good. We know that Coach Zimmer is going to find those those guys in the third and fourth rounds that are going to fit his system as long as he can do. And now it's a matter of finding that offense. And what are what are you going to do to enhance that? Okay, we've got the best running back in football. He's a three time or four time leading rusher in the NFL, a future Hall of Famer despite some setbacks, and I think you find ways to add on to that. North Turner, been a great mind, uh, coached under uh, Jimmy Johnson in Dallas. Absolutely. Three-time Super Bowl winner. Absolutely. And now you bring in um, Pat Schirmer, who has studied under the Jackers philosophy, Ted Thompson. Uh, you've got Mike McCarthy. You've got right, Mike Holmgren right. that he's been under. And it's like, what do you – do to enhance it. We bring a great mind and you figure out new ways by which to expand what we have, you know, and what we have is a solid running game. We've got a great tight end, a tight end that could be a One top of my- five caliber. Oh, totally. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And people, you know, on my show here, Michael, um, I'm a big Greg Root or Kyle Rudolph fan. I think when the Vikings have the ball in his hands, they are doing good things. And um, you know, you know, he he needs to be more involved next year, I think. But folks, let me just uh, also hit you up as well. Again, you're listening to Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. We got a late start tonight. Had some tech issues, so we are behind. But we got Michael Miller on the line, and Mike, we're gonna wrap up with you here because I got a few callers backed up on the line here. But let me ask you this here real quick. And I, yeah, I got to get and I got to get you back next week because, folks, Michael is um, a real good guy to talk NFL draft. He uh, studies the, these prospects coming out of college. He knows a lot. But let me ask you this here. Whoops. Well, let me let me ask you this here, Mike. Yeah. OK, let me ask you this here as, as we as we ended up with you here, bro. Um, yep. The Vikings defense. What do they have to do? And if you can give it to me in a minute or less, give me um, maybe a couple spots that they got to focus on to get the defensive side of the ball to the next level. The defensive side of the ball is better than it has been. I think it's really in a lot better shape than it was uh, two years ago when Coach Number took over. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is we've got an all-pro pro bowler in Harrison Stewart. 
Rose flanking one of the uh, cornerbacks. Backers out of UCLA and uh, Anthony Barr and Kyle Hendricks. Let's go sure up the rest of that secondary. We've got a good front. We've got the Everson Griffin that is going to be a rock star and has proven that he was worth everything that we invested in him. And I think if we get some secondary help, which can be found, Trey Waynes will step up next year. I am confident of that. Coach Zimmer has a, has a history of doing that. I think if we get some additional help, get a free safety next to Harrison Smith, I think this team is going to be in the mix for the NFC North and if not NFC Championship. All right, folks. Well, you heard it from my main man, Michael Miller. Michael, thank you for finally catching up with me on Sports Done Right, bro. Um, I will catch up with you tomorrow at work, my friend. And again, we're going to have you back when we have a little more time. Like I said, we got started about 40 minutes late, so I got to kind of keep hey, things thank moving. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, man. It's been a pleasure. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay, <laughs> folks. That was Michael Miller, good uh, friend over at work here. Um, good guy. Like I said, he knows a lot, a lot about, um, you know, the uh, drafts coming up, all that stuff. So let's do this, folks. Woo, man, off and running here, Sports Done Right. The call-in number is 651-968-0124. I'll put that on the chat room here. We're going to take a quick break here, get things situated. As we run in late here, we got Fisher coming up later. We're cooking with the microwave. Let me give shouts out to Jersey Vern, Rel Scott, Jungle Brother, Big Game James Fuller from Phoenix, my awesome mother, Reese Bell from the south side of Minneapolis, um who else we got in here that i may have missed grego the cheater it himself is up in here and hopefully we'll have some more folks joining us as well and jungle just for you Uh uh-oh jungle this call may be for you my friend hold on hey who do we got on the line you got sports done right we've got eddie g vince eddie g oh man (laughs) eddie graves oh boy all the way New England proud. Eddie G is back. Jungle Brother, Jersey Vern, he's back just for you. Eddie, you know, we were going to go to a quick break, but, hey, we can wait for that. You know, let's just get into it, my friend. Um, what do you think of the game? What what happened? You know, first of all, I'm still wearing my Pats gear. Um, one game doesn't make uh, me into to a fan of another club, that's for sure. We were uh, – I'll tell you what, man, we were worried from the first quarter. And all year, well, I'd say, you know, since sixth or seventh game into the season when our offensive linemen started getting hurt. And mind you, I, w- I want to give props where it's due. Phillips had an incredible defensive scheme against us. All the credit to Denver. Um, and, 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 you know, Peyton Manning managed the game so that his defense could could help them eventually win the game, and they did. But, you know, the glaring right. weakness for us, obviously, is, is our, our offensive line. Tom Brady, God bless him, he got knocked on his ass, what, 20 times, got sacked four or five times, and threw two interceptions. You know, a lot of people are pointing at the, the extra point as the problem, and that changed the way we played the game. But, frankly the full body of work by the Denver defense. And, and, you know, between you and I, man, I haven't seen a defense, a Denver defense hit that hard in a secondary. Oh, without a since doubt. Steve Atwater, since, since Steve Atwater, I couldn't believe how hard they were bringing it. 
they left everything out on the field. And I'm almost inclined to believe that as, you know, as ballsy as Edelman is and, 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 and Amendola, even they got a little bit skittish going over the middle against that defense. So, no, that's a very, yeah, that's a very good point. Cause you know, obviously the way the Denver defense, you know, took that game over and the way that they were just getting to Brady on what seemed like every damn play there, Eddie, that was the thing that we haven't seen recently because that's exactly how they have to beat your Patriots. You know, and uh, and I think the very first series, um, both teams tried sending a message, and I, w- and I would have to say that Denver's message came out a lot louder. You know, it sounds like I'm a fair-weather fr- uh, uh, fan right now, but I seriously have to give credit where it's due. The Patriots looked like they were sleepwalking, man, first of all. Um, they're in shock. Maybe the air really is thin up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it might be. You know, Brady, Brady's record against the Denver Broncos over the years, it's the only team in the NFL, and correct those stats if I'm wrong, but it's the only team that he's had a losing record against. I think it's 2-3, and three, now it's 2-4. and four. Um, He's rarely won in Denver, and... You know he's rarely won against Manning. Manning's won up to, won up them in the in the uh, in the playoffs as well. Well, Eddie, um, oh, I'm sorry. Finish up. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead, man. Oh well, I was just saying because obviously in my chat room from last week here, we got a lot of people that are ready to, you know, kind of give you your medicine, so to speak. So. You know, um, you took a shot at uh, Cam last week. You talked about his, uh, what you called his immaturity, which uh, really set my my chat room on fire there. Um, you know, what do you think about Cam Newton now after last week's game? And after we talk a little bit about Cam, if you could, why don't we uh, get your takes on the big Super Bowl game here? So, yeah, let's start off with Cam. What do you think about him? I still think Cam needs a little polish in his interviews. Um, he's come, he's come, he's come up a little bit. But, but he's the MVP, Eddie. How much more polish can you, know, you get? Hey, listen, MVP means you're an individual, and frankly, without that defense behind him, um, the coaching's good as well. In an offensive line that, frankly, I could throw behind. Or should I say Tom Brady could have against the Denver Broncos, potentially. With that type of offensive line and the ability to run the ball, Cam Newton has a lot more offensive weapons. And just comprehensively speaking, his whole team, there isn't a glaring weakness on that Panthers team. We'll get to my pick on the Super Bowl. You know, put an asterisk next to that comment. Right, right. But I, I stand by my comment. You know, he's all of a sudden he's getting all these commercials and he's kind of yupping it up with the press, and all of a sudden he's this charming MVP. But frankly, he still hasn't won the Super Bowl, right? Um, and he's going up against a Denver team that a lot of people underestimated. After seeing what Peyton Manning did against us, um, it's, it really is a testament to his maturity and his professionalism in, in, in throwing certain passes and running the offense and, and calling certain audibles, and you know he did, in a way that did not give the game away. He didn't take any high-end risks. He didn't throw it in anywhere that, that, that 
that would have been that where it would have been intercepted if um, he managed the game in order for the rest of the team to step up and help them complete completely win the game, and that's what the defense did. He gave the defense a chance. Okay. Um, well, on the flip, uh, on the flip side, you know, okay, so so they put up 49 points against the Cardinals. You know, arguably one of the better defenses in the NFL, right? But a defense that's missing the honey badger for starters, right? That would have made one player could could one player make that much of an impact? Um, I, I don't know. I'm still not I'm still not sold on on the Carolina Panthers because it's often that you see a team walk through the playoffs like the Panthers did and have a big letdown going into the Super Bowl. Do they have the maturity of the team to approach this Super Bowl but Eddie, in I a gotta... business-like fashion? Eddie, I got to disagree with you here just a little bit, my friend, because actually I got to disagree with you a lot of it because Cam Newton, I think, has done anything and everything this year that is that has been asked of any quarterback. And, you know, I understand people, you know, there's people out there who may not like the showiness of all this stuff, you know, him doing the Superman poses and stuff. But you know what? In a, in a league that's, you know, titled NFL, the No Fun League, you know, I think if if you can back it up, what you're doing, why not have a little fun with it? You know, yeah, he gives the footballs to the kids, and that's great, and he does his poses, he does his little dab move. I don't really see anything wrong with that. And, you know, to take it to the football field, I think that Cam, obviously he's going to be the MVP this week or this year. And, you know, I think that that just says it all, Eddie. So I think – while I, you know, I know you're a hardcore Patriot fan, we're going to agree to disagree on this one because, um, you know, Cam Newton, I think, has uh, really, you know, just brought his game up this year, to be quite honest with you. And, and, and you know, and then looking at some of these passes that he completed last weekend, you know, he was getting balls into, you know, places where average quarterbacks don't get it into. He is magnificent, physical specimen. You know, 6'5", 250, whatever the weight is, can run the ball. He can do it all, Eddie. So I think we're just going to disagree with you on this one. You know what? You, you have a valid point, but, you know, let's look historically at quarterbacks. And maybe archetypically we think of them a certain way. Um, you know, do you think Bart Starr? would be doing those dances, right? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, Eddie, that's that's a that's a whole different, you know, time, though, Eddie. I mean, you know, I would love to see Bart Starr do the dab, but, you know, that's a whole different, you know, a whole different era. And, I, you know, it's really not the best comparison, I think, man. Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. The list goes on and on. Even, I mean, Doug Williams, all the, the Super Bowl MVP for the Redskins. If you look across the board, the good court, you know, the good quarterbacks. So, well, you know, I guess your argument is, you know, a little fun's okay, and I would tend to agree with you. The NFL needs to loosen up. And by the way, right? Because let me ask. Oh, I was just Eddie, real quick. I was just going to ask you because you know, me and my friends, we were actually talking at work today about this and i see our man's logo also brought it up in the chat room as well you know what's the difference between uh you know what cam does than like a discount double check from rogers and you know um nobody said anything when he would do that and he's actually parlayed it into money 
dude, I think awkward is, I think Roger's even more awkward. <laughs> right. That's, that's even more, un, that's even more unacceptable. I'm like, wow, that's pretty awkward. They made a commercial out of it. So I guess you, you make a good point, right? I mean, if, it's going to ham it up, do it the right well, way. Well, yeah, and you know, and, and and that's how I see it, Eddie, because you know, you you know, when you got quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, you know, guys come in, they they do their little thing, and I and trust me, I had no problem with him doing this discount double check because he was backing it up <laughs> on the field and still does. I just don't see the difference between that and what Cam does, or and what some other you know black quarterbacks do. Um, you know, that's that's different. I just I don't get that. You know, contrast but, him to another active running and passing quarterback that's mobile, right? Russell Wilson. I don't know. It's, yeah, you Russell. know, I guess it's just preference, and I'm, maybe I'm a little more old school, right? I, I am a bit older than, than a lot of – you know, I'm, maybe, it's my, maybe I'm aging, man. Who hey, just, Eddie, there is nothing wrong, nothing wrong with being old school, man. You know, there's nothing wrong with being, being like that. But, you know, and, and that's actually a good point, my friend, because – we're in a different era of NFL quarterback, and I think it's just going to take people, you know, a while to get used to it. You know, um, I, Cam is one of my favorite players. I, I really have respected what he is, you know, especially this year, what he's come to, do, you know, do in Carolina, you know, what he did in college. You know, this is a guy that's on the verge. I think I was reading here in my notes somewhere who's on the verge of winning a college championship, the college championship game, like MVP. He could be a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winner, you know, uh, conference MVP. He's doing it all. So, but, you know, like well, I said. He's having, a, he's having an outstanding season. Um, I, I agree with you, man. But, but, you know, there's something extremely attractive about a quiet leader. Let me give you an example. And I'll just, and I'm, you know, just know this, Vince. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think it should be fun. Look at Peyton Manning. You know, one of the biggest issues that Pats fans had with him historically was, was Manning face. He would whine. It was a whiny little face. But, you know, when I watched the game this week, not once did you see that. There was like this quiet confidence about him. And he was so seasoned, and he knew based on the way the game was going that the probability of them doing well and winning it was pretty high. And maybe that quiet conviction and quiet leadership um, is what you know is what I'm really trying to capture. And frankly, we talked, you- talked about this last week: Kim's graduation or, or his his incremental graduation into a different tier of professional. Uh, of maturity, we're seeing that happen. Um, again, great kid, just needs a little polish. To your point, maybe don't stop having the fun. Hey, and you're hearing this old these old school thoughts from a guy who broke dance in high school. Man, I was a break dancer, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I hear I'm, you. I hear you. But here's you know, the thing, because you know, I mean, you know, and I got I got my chat room on fire here, you know, because they're all over you. You know, Brady screams all the time. You know, he's out there, you know, leading his team. He's a very passionate guy on the field, my guys are saying here, which I agree with. So, you know, like I said, it's it's just kind of a, a new era, a new day and time. And with that, my friend, because we got started here um, over a half hour late, Eddie, so I got to move us along here. But let me ask you this before I let you go. 
Um, in a minute or less, sir, can you tell me uh, your thoughts on what's going to happen in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks? You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, I'm going to say the Denver Broncos by, by, by a field goal. Um, I say this because I saw what Wade Phillips did with that defense. And it'll be interesting to see. You know, we heard about Denver's defense all week, all, all week and all season, but I really didn't understand how profoundly good they were against, you know, all things considered, a Patriots offensive line that was just a ragtag um, line that just they just put together a patchwork line of line of um, offensive line. But they rushed three passes against five guys. Got to our quarterback. But the real issue was the secondary, the way they blanketed those receivers. The question is, you know, is, is Cam Newton's mobility like Denver's zone running game? We shut that down. Basically, uh, Denver shut us down, right? Um, we shut theirs down. So from a mobility standpoint, I think that was too much of a focus on our part. But um, to right. the Super Bowl, I think Denver's going to win by three. Okay. I think the defense is going to do it. Um, and by the way, the sleeper here is, is Denver's tight end. Don't overlook that guy. I mean, he put up two touchdowns against us. You know, they may find that unspoken hero. I think this Super Bowl, given, given how good the Panthers have been and how heavily favored they are to go in, even though they're only favored, I think, by four points so far with the line thing, um, I think Denver's going to win this Super Bowl. All right, Eddie. Well, thank you for checking in as always, sir. Be safe out there in your travels, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl as well. I know you wish uh, New England was there, my friend, but there is always next year, Eddie. Absolutely, and you know what? For you Giants fans, horrible move with Tom Coughlin. Horrible. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Later, <laughs> All right, man. the New York dig, man. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay, Eddie, take it easy, take man. We'll talk to you soon. See you, man. All right. Oh, whoops. All right. Kind of cut Eddie off there. All right, folks. So we are back. What we're going to do here is we are going to take a break. Um, We're going to double up. We're going to recalibrate. Got a lot of stuff to get into. A lot of stuff happening here on Sports Done Right tonight. I want to thank the callers. If you want to call in, I know there's a lot of people want to go back at um, Easy Eddie there. 651-968-0124 not 651-968-0124 just popped it in the chat room there 651-968-0124 um uh, you know again we're going to disagree with uh eddie there on some of most of those takes because cam's the mvp cam's doing it right and you know i just like i said like i said Moving on, moving on. So that was uh, Easy Ed, half of the Beantown Brawlers from Boston. All right, folks, we are going to take a break here. Sports done right, finally up and running. Thanks, and a shout-out to the chat room, Sluggo, Ninja, um, Jungle Brother, everybody. Big Boosa in the house as well. I want to say what up to him. Big And actually... When I get back, we will jump into the chat room after the break. If you guys want to call in, feel free. Again, that number, 651-968-0124. You are listening to Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com.
Well, you can gain the world. 
When you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, Spreaker.com. What's going on? Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. We are, for the first time, we are on Periscope as well. So make sure you check me out. If you're not following me on Periscope, you need to because I'm buying the phone stand tomorrow and we are going to do this. So, all right, let me get touched up here um, on the NBA. Let's uh, get you caught up on them scores there as well. Uh, we have 91-81, the Clippers over Indianapolis, or Indianapolis, Indiana, and that is a final, by the way. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers eke out a rare, rare win for our man, Rel Scott, 113-103 over Phoenix. Uh, we have Miami 99-96 with 18 seconds left in that game over uh, the Brooklyn Nets. We have the Thunder and the Knicks tied up with under two minutes left in the uh, fourth quarter there. We also have Washington uh, being beaten soundly by Toronto, 94-78. And Milwaukee is up 72-71 or on Orlando. So thank you guys again so much for uh, tuning in. Sports done right here. Um, all kinds of fun stuff going on. I'm trying to just set my phone here. Oh, that actually works perfect. It's leaning against my computer. And we are live and direct. And this what you're seeing here is the Blue Yeti. Great microphone. Make sure you get one. And let's get it popping here. So we're going para- gonna to periscope this one segment here. The phone battery's a little low, a little low. But thank you again. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's, you know, I was going to jump into the Big Ten and stuff. Let's keep it rolling here with the football talk. Cam Newton's our MVP. Uh, we, we know what he can do. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, and of course, there's Jungle Brother Gov. You simulcasting this show on Fox News as well. Uh, Jungle Brother, nah, we're not, do- we're not doing that at all. But here we go. Let's see who we got on the line. Thank you for calling in on Sports Done Right. Got the Gov. Who we got? Yeah, man, this is the Chief Rocket Jersey Vern up in this piece, man. What's going Jersey. on up there in the matching? What's <laughs> going down, Mr. Jersey Vern, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Chief Rocker himself. And Jersey for you. Hold on one moment. As you know, we got to play it. Yeah, that's, that's from me and Ninja. That's yeah, you're a ninja right there, homeboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big respect right there. Absolutely. Uh, listen, so man, what's going down, man? Before I get on that clown, man, you forgot to mention the Knicks is in a tight game with 128 left in the garden. Yeah, it's I just said they're tied up 109. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing our thing, man. But to get on this guy, Eddie, man, listen, is he supposed to be some type of expert or something, man? Because last week when he called in and I called in right behind him, I called him out several times, man. And I told him, don't come back on here when they lose and talk that idiotic stuff, man. That was straight up idiotic. You know that, girl. You know, because, first of all, if you lose, you come in there and say, listen, a better team beat us. It was an odd day. And that's it. 
You know, he don't make all these excuses. And then he talking about getting hit in the heart. And you see, this is what the good old boy network do. And he's part of them. This is what they do. When a team that they want to move on, don't move on, they go with the next team. They go on with Peyton Manning because they don't want Cam Newton. And, I mean, come on. Cam Newton is the great American pride right now because he's doing everything right. You don't hear Cam getting in trouble. You don't hear Cam out there hanging in the club. You sure don't. Beating a women. You don't hear nothing negative about Cam. I knew Cam ever since he was a youngster. You know what I'm saying? Good job. So why Cam can't get his respect? You know why? Because Cam do the Superman. Shaq did the Superman. You know what I'm saying? Cam go out there dabbing. And you know, right? Jersey, I, and then, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off there, brother, but I agree yeah. with you. And that's what Sluggo said, too. And that's why I asked Eddie that, you know, how is that any different than doing the discount double check? And, you know, I'm checking out the folks here in Periscope. How asked them as well. How is that any different than doing a discount double check? It's nothing. Uh-oh. And, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jersey. <laughs> No, 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 not to catch you off, girl. But when they played the Giants in, in, in MetLife earlier, they got a tight end that ain't never heard of. You know what I'm saying? He scored a touchdown, and I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he did some old crazy dance out there, right, and whatnot. And you know what? After he did that dance, he got knocked in the head, and you didn't hear no more from him after that. You see what I'm saying? But I nobody told you, told you. about the little dance he did, and that's probably the first time he ever got in the end zone, you know? But see, you know, it shouldn't even be about that. It should be about every time Cam or teammates score, Cam Newton makes sure some little kid in the stand gets the ball. And what I liked about Fox this past weekend, they showed the kid how amazing he was. They kept the camera on him for getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jersey, that that was real cool, man. That was real cool. I dug how they did that. Because what it is, it's becoming an event now down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, anywhere. Cam did it in New York when he scored. He scored three touchdowns in New York. He gave the ball to everybody that had a Carolina jersey on, you know. All right, Jersey, I'm just, uh, I was closing down the Periscope, actually, uh, right as you oh, okay. finished up there. But let me ask you this, my man, because um, as my Let's phone go. just died on me here. Um let me ask you this, because, you know, I think Ed was honest about one thing. He called himself an old school dude. And, and you know, I think that with Cam, obviously old school people uh, like Eddie and whatnot, they just have to face the fact that times have changed and there's just a new player. There's new players involved in the NFL. And, you know, when when he's, he goes back and talk about Bart Starr, I mean, come on, man, that's just not not even why you would even bring that up for a comparison. You should have called Eddie out and asked him what's his age because he can't be no more old school than me. I'm 55 years old. I've been watching football since I was eight years old. So Eddie can't get no more old school than, than I am. Eddie is going by what his grandfather, his father, what they passed on to him, the little tapes and films they had of these stars, right? But if you were to ask Eddie who was the black first black quarterback that went to the Super Bowl and won, I bet you Eddie wouldn't even know. So to me, all Eddie know is one side of sports. He don't know both sides of sports. And all they know both sides of sports, you got to know everything that went on in, in, in NFL, from Super Bowl one to now, or even before that. I bet you nobody made the Giants one of the most championships in football before the Super Bowls. I bet you a lot of people don't know that. 
You know what I'm saying? So, right, you really want to really be a, a, a sports person, a person that's going to come on the Sports Done Right show on a Tuesday night, on Teflon Tuesday, and speak about sports. Know what you're talking about. Don't come on here lopsided. And then for Gregor, I hope you're still in there, for Gregor to sit there and agree with this guy and talk about he has his opinion. Yeah, he has his opinion if he puts his opinion to the right motion. You know what I'm saying? He sound like you, Gregor, on your off nights. On your on nights, you sound like you're halfway decent. So tonight, try to get decent with this situation, Gregor. I'm not trying to jump on you on Vince's show. I'm just letting you know, man. You bagged up somebody, just because he's from New England, you bagged up somebody that didn't even have a right to fight tonight. He ain't had no team in this battle. Vince was asking questions. He tried to shoot over Vince, trying to make this a laughing matter, because he knows he's in the chat room, dogging him out, because we dogged him last week. All right? It's all good, Gregor. Go ahead. You can ask me any questions you want, man. I just had to vent. Hey, I hear you, man. I hear you. And that's why we're here. Sports done right. You let it all out, man. You know, this show, and here's the thing, Jersey, before I get my, for my question for you, the, the reason that I wanted to get into doing these podcasts after, you know, being on with you and Jungle Brother and, and really digging what, what Jungle was putting together and, you know, obviously the Doug Stewart show, this is a show for fans, and I'm just a fan hosting it. You know, I'm not no professional ESPN scribe or anything. And this is what I want people to do to come in here from all points of view, express them and take the heat and get in there. And just like you, you get in there after them, Jersey. And Jersey, before I get um, uh, too wound up myself here, I do got to give a couple shouts out. Our main man, uh, Jarvis J, is in here. Want to say what Good up job. to big Jarvis? Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming through. Jarvis is a Minneapolis homeboy as well. So, Jarvis, I uh, really appreciate you uh, popping in here, my friend. And um, let me get back to Jersey Vern here, uh, the chief rocker himself, and he's got his own show. And I think um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But, Jersey, let me ask you this, man. What did you think yes, about the uh, domination of that uh, Denver Bronco defense on uh, the New England Patriots? Well, if you listen to early morning Sunday services, with me, that ninja, and the jungle brother, uh, we had a segment at the end of the show where we had to give a reason why we was um, naming the top four different reasons for different things. And I said that Denver is not going to let Tom Brady beat them deep because he don't want to throw deep. You know what I'm saying? They're going to sit down on those slap passes, those down and outs. They're going to put Grump in a situation where he's going to get hit off the line every play. A lot of times, Grady was in that pocket. He didn't, he was getting frustrated because he didn't have nobody to throw to. How many times have you ever seen Grady, Grady throw the ball in the ground like he did? He threw the ball in the ground at least six times that game because he didn't want to get beat up no more, man. Yeah, they exactly. came out with their hidden pads on. They was hitting everything, moving. And they didn't care who it was. It could have been Belichick coming out there. They was going to knock him on his butt, man. That's how much they won that game. And if it wasn't for Peyton Manning, they would have won that game by two touchdowns, man. He missing two wide-open men in the end zone, man. Come on, man. No, I hear you, man. And that's hey, very, very well put there, Jersey. Very well put. Um, I got to see in the chat room here, Grego. Grego, come on and call on in, man. You're 651-968-0124. You know, we love Grego to death. He is the, the New England cheater it number one fan for sure. 
But we got to get uh, Grego up on one of these shows, Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get, get, no, tell him to call in after me, girl. Ask me a couple of questions. I'm going to give the mic up to the next man because I felt that I represented everybody in the chat from what that foolishness Eddie was talking about. And Eddie, if you're riding and listening, man, miss, don't miss that little ice patch you're about to run over. All right. Oh, man, that was Eddie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that, that that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, folks. You guys Vince Wright, the sports governor here. I am on speaker.com every Tuesday night. Uh usually seven thirty. We had some technical issues tonight. We got started a little bit after eight. We got John Fisher coming up with us next uh cooking with the microwave. Fisher, I might beg you for uh ten minutes of uh extra time here, depending on how things go, just kind of a Get everything round up and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, we do need our main man, Grego, to call in. So let's move it on over to Carolina there, Jersey. Um, you know, okay. the, the, the the total domination that they put on the Cardinals. Before we talk about Cam and, and you know, the MVP the and Carolina, man, what happened to the Cardinals? I'm going to tell you what happened, man. The Cardinals came to confident as hell, right? But when they stepped on that ground, felt how cold it was, seen Carolina eyes, you know, and then felt how they was hitting them the first couple of series, man. They kind of like said, man, these boys is on a mission here, you know, and we got to get our thing together. Uh, Cost, he didn't, he didn't get hit like that in Green, against Green Bay the week before, plus he was home, you know. On that road, man, he was getting smacked around. And he was hitting that dirt every time because he can't get out the pocket, man. He's not mobile. And they was coming at him, man. They wasn't blitzing that much, man. Them four defensive linemen was steamrolling them down. And the defense just played a good game. And, you know, when Karen got the ball, he just had to do what he had to do, man. He had to lead that team down the field, and he let him down the field. He knew that ball. They made a couple of mistakes where they could have scored more touchdowns. But I think 49 points is a good statement. All right, cool, cool, cool. Appreciate it, man. And we got the Chief Rocket, the big man himself, Jersey. Vern is up in here. And Jersey, let me ask you this, my friend. Um, you know, we saw what Carolina did last week, and we've actually kind of talked a little bit about it here. Um, if you got any of your two cents in that you want to throw on Cam, feel free to do it. But I want to ask you, you know, as we move into here over the next couple weeks, what is it going to take for Carolina to wrap this thing up and kind of put the bow on the one-loss season? Uh, just come out a little more hungry than they did this past week because you know everybody going to say Denver defense, Denver defense. But you know what? Uh, I don't think nobody on Pittsburgh wide receiver court is passing until again. And if Denver fake on a bite, if, like the little fake move take him do, if they bite on that, he's going down the field. You know what I'm saying? So they really got to play a different type of defense against Cam. So they got to take against Cam. They got to take against Ginn. They got to take against Olsen. And then you can forget Jonathan Stewart. You know, they are, um, you know, they had to run a game. You got Jonathan Stewart. He usually leaves the game off with a big run. So if he get rolling, that's going to be a long night for Denver. I can see how Seattle jumped on Denver three years ago. Uh, the same thing going to happen the Super Bowl right here. I can see Cam with that big smile going to Disney. All right. Cool, cool. I, you know, 
I'm going to give my pick, my pick next week. You know, I'm just going to throw it out there. I obviously lean in towards Carolina just from, from the eye test and from what Cam has been doing all year here. Um, just lighting fools up, doing this thing. And like you said, man, you know, doing it with a smile on his face in a time where all these athletes, you know, we're, we're always the first ones to get on these athletes, you know, that get in trouble, do the drugs, um, you know, get into all kinds of messes outside of the, the, the field or the court or the ice, whatever it is, Jersey. You know, this guy it ain't doing nothing but making kids happy by giving them footballs, which now has become an event in itself at the Carolina games. And like you said, that was cool how Fox was showing, you know, how all the kids started kind of getting ready and running down there and getting their spots and stuff. Um, so, you know, I think that people got to, you know, just kind of chill, let people have some fun. And by the way, if the guy's backing it up on the field, you know, then let him do his thing. You know, I mean, you can people say what they say about Tom Brady. Patriots won a whole bunch of times. Hey, he can do what he can do. I don't care. But, Jersey, I, I tend to agree with you, man, on the way that uh, you picked that Super Bowl. Um, let me ask you this, Jersey, because I was just watching. I'm going to kind of switch it over here real quick before I let you go to the basketball because right. um, your New York Knicks are in overtime with Oklahoma City. Um, they're down right. by four uh, with just under three minutes left here, 118-114. Um, take a second, man. Give your Knicks some props. How do you think they've been looking this year in the Garden? Hey, man, with Nero and without Nero, man, they balling, man. This is a whole totally different team than last year, the first year that Fisher took over a team that still had some players from the year before. Then they had to grab players off the street and stuff like that. This year, when they drafted, they drafted two good guys, and then they went and got some guys from other teams and just guys from the D League, man. Now they have a team, man. They got a bench. The bench scored like um, almost 40 points in this game, man. So, hey, man, we we just trying to keep a steady pace into playoff time, and we're going to make that move. And who knows? Anything goes, baby. That's how I look at it. No, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Um, how about Ohio State football next year? What's got to happen for your boys to get back real quick? Hey, man, we're on a mission. I hope Ninja hears this. We're on a mission, man. We still have at least 12 guys that are redshirt freshmen that's going to be sophomores. Plus, we have redshirt freshmen from the year before that's going to be juniors, right? Hey, man, I don't think we had that many seniors on the team next year. They're going to be hungry. Irvin Myers is under the microscope from that Michigan State game. You know, so he got to really coach this year. And I think he's going to be back, man. Barrett's going to be healthy coming into camp. Uh, we got another young boy coming in as a quarterback, man. That's uh, pretty good, too, man. So we, we just reload, man. They got a, they got a good um, recruiting year, too, this year, man. They should be, like, far from recruiting again this year. So, hey, man, the Buckeyes is forever going to be there. And all I said for your Big Ten you know, counterparts, like, you know, your golfers in the mess up, man. Y'all better heed to the almighty Buckeyes, you know what I'm saying? And as I go off, man, make sure you hit that little tone, man, because I feel like doing a little Buckeye shuffle. <laughs> All right, Jersey. Well, I'm going to let you go, man, I'm going to get to another quick break here as we're getting towards uh, the end. I'm going to ask John Fisher for about 10 extra minutes here tonight, so if we can go to about 940, John. 
I would appreciate that, my friend. Jersey, I appreciate you as always, man. You got great insights. Um, you deliver it in a, a style that only the Jersey Vern man can do himself. Hey, Jersey, thank you so much for calling in, and make sure you keep calling, brothers. We really, really appreciate you. And, and one last point, man. Yes, sir. Uh, last night I did a test run on my show because um, I'm, I'm, I'm hooking up my system and um, kicking in the kids, man. So um, I'm about to come on live. So everybody that's listening to Sports Done Right, listen out for the Chief Rocker Jersey Burn, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a new era coming, and I'm bringing it hard and strong. So be ready, man, because this underground thing ain't stopping. We just keep multiplying. All right. We like that, Jersey. All right, Jersey. You take care, brother. All right. Peace. All right, folks. That was Jersey Vern, the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. We are going to take a quick break. I appreciate everybody hanging around. I see my brother-in-law, Jeff, is trolling in there again, talking Cam nonsense. But Big Jeff, my brother-in-law, what up to you, sir? And appreciate everything. And uh, John Fisher, thank you so much for uh, giving that extra time. When I come back, let's reset. I'm going to get in this chat room. Um, again, the phone number, if anybody wants to call in, again, after the break, 651-968-0124. Uh, we're going to get in some uh, Big Ten basketball talk. University of Iowa, the state of Iowa, I don't know what's going on down there, but they're doing things. And we're going to touch on some Big Ten love before we wrap up here. We'll get back probably a little more football talk if you want to as well. And just again to wrap up, um, we have Oklahoma City 120-119 coming up to a minute in overtime. And they just hit another shot, so they're up 122-119. Russell Westbrook just hit a jumper. So three-point lead, timeout taken in New York City. All right, folks, we will be right back after this break. Thank you guys so much again for chilling with the sports governor, Vince Wright. Sports done right every Tuesday night. And I will be right back.
You gotta be the kitty real slow, but I can need a little bit more. So lay on down on the silk, so you can get a bowl of this milk. Then let's do it like dogs. I wanna see you climb the walls, and once I'm through, I must do straight cat strap. I always wanted me a kitty cat to run they balls up and down my back. So come on, girl, have some fear, and give a brother some of that kitty. Yourself. When you want your sports done right, 
You download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. And let's get back to it indeed. Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live and direct on Spreaker.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So glad again everybody has decided to hang out with us here, part of Teflon Tuesday. Sports done right. We had uh, that ninja doing the underground uh, show previous to this, and ninja's really doing things and looking forward to uh, more of his shows. He's got a great take on sports, and I, I really, really do enjoy listening to ninja. He he's so thought out, and and you know his um, you know what he brings to the table, his uh, views on things, and I just really, really, really enjoy what that brother's doing. So hats off, Ninja! Keep doing your thing, Jungle Brother as well. The Ted Turner doing all kinds of things on the Spreaker platform. You heard Jersey Vern; he said he's going to be uh, having a new show. He's got some new equipment coming. So keep an eye on everybody. The Real Cast Rangers doing their thing, man. So. With that being said, let's get into a little bit of Big Ten chat here. So here we go. And actually, you know what? We can cut that, man. Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball in a state of disarray, people. Um, again, another loss to Illinois this past weekend in overtime. The Gov was there live and in person. And a lot of questions on Coach Patino. And I got to say something, man. That dude yells and screams a lot at these kids, and it seems to get a little personal. I don't know. I, it was just something I noticed. And, and you know, folks, I ain't going to lie. You know, I thought, hey, you know, maybe he's just coaching. He's doing the thing, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something, man. All of a sudden, people around me started talking about it. And that was the thing. You know, people were like, man, look at Coach Patino over there. I mean, he's getting real kind of down and dirty with some of these players' faces and stuff. So I don't know, man. You know, they they keep talking about the recruiting class that's coming in next year. But the Gophers are winless. It's them and Rutgers at the bottom of the conference in terms of uh, the stats here. And we'll get into the records here real shortly. But Minnesota basketball – in a very, very bad place. Yeah, they just had to get rid of Tubby. You know, Tubby only got you to the tournament, you know. Yeah, you know, we may have been early exits from these tourneys, but we got to the tourney nonetheless. So um, we will see what happens there and more to come on Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball. But let's get into the power rankings this week because I got to say it, man. A couple big moves here. Number one, let's just, you know, forget – um, we'll just run down number 10, Wisconsin, nine, Northwestern, eight, Nebraska, seven, Ohio state, six, Michigan. Number five is Purdue. Um, number four, Michigan state. Those two teams have really, really slipped down and has made way number three, Maryland. They've taken a little bit of a dip here as well. Uh, this comes from, uh, our main man, John Crispin over at the big 10 network, John Crispin, uh, believe was an old point guard at Penn State back uh, just a few years ago. One of these former athletes on TV now. But um, there's one thing we do agree on, and that is the Iowa Hawkeyes are number one in this conference, man. And as he says, the Iowa Hawkeyes, 16-3, and 7-0 in conference. This is the most versatile and consistent team in the conference. They already have swept. Listen to that. They have swept Michigan State and Purdue already this year. Incredible. 
Their depth has been impressive, and their ability to shoot the three keeps them in any game. So uh, they continue to rise atop the conference standings, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, fun campus. I've been there many times. A lot of nice eye candy, good times. Um, as a Gopher fan, it kills me that Wisconsin and Iowa are just totally trouncing us in everything athletically this year. Number two is the Indiana Hoosiers. They are 7-0 and as well in conference. And, you know, Indiana is a very quiet 17-3. and They beat West, or actually they lost tonight in overtime to Wisconsin. So they are now 7-1 and in conference. Iowa atop alone. So there we go. Maryland, um, they, they keep doing their thing. They got big size. They got talent. They got depth as well. Um but the thing is, do they have Final Four potential? And I know there's a lot of Maryland people, a lot of Maryland fans out there. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I know they're a good team, but I just don't know, man. Um, in the in the chat room here, let's because I have not spent any time in the chat room here. And again, I apologize because we've just been running late and behind here. But let me tell you, man, uh, Jungle Brother. Patino Jr. is like that Section 8 peanut butter that came in a can. And, you know, you're absolutely right, Jungle. Um, again, that's why I love Jungle Brother and his takes. Um, you hit it right on the head, man. Um, Jungle Brother also says, Iowa hasn't been relevant since George Raveling. <laughs> I'm in my eyes. <laughs> George Raveling. <laughs> Jungle, only you, my brother, only you. I appreciate <laughs> George Raveling. God dang. Oh man! Anyway, um, I they're re- they're relevant now, sir. They they're they're very relevant now. And as someone who's watching them go up and down and and killing the Big Ten Conference, um, not only in football but in basketball, it has been a stellar year for the University of Iowa. Maryland is seventeen and three overall, six and two in conference. Michigan is five and two in conference. Purdue is uh, five and three, tied with Ohio State. Ohio State's thirteen and eight overall. They're they're looking. They need some wins to uh, you know really solidify their tournament run as well. But oh, there's Andrew. There's our man Andrew Hayes is another coworker of me and Michael Miller. Michael, uh, who uh, led off the show with a call tonight, and who is ranked top ten in wrestling, basketball, and football. I know it's Iowa, Andrew. Iowa so he's gonna be up in the chat room trolling us about this Iowa stuff he is from Dubuque Iowa and I you know what can I say the gov can't say anything Andrew it is what it is man University Iowa's balling people and I got to give them their due now as for listening to you at work tomorrow That's how I always feel when I when I got to listen to Andrew Hayes at work. But again, University of Iowa doing their thing um, atop the Big Ten, and you know I gotta gotta give them their props. It is all Iowa all the time in the Big Ten lately, and we'll see what they do. The Gophers they're hurting, and they also got a stretch here where they got to play. A, um, Iowa again, they got to play Purdue. They got to play Michigan. The Minnesota Golden Gophers may not win until next month around my birthday when they play Rutgers. So, uh, Peter Joke, Peter Yoke, J O K, Iowa, 14 points a game, five games of 20 plus points. Um, you know, very good guard down there. Make sure you check him out for all you basketball fans out there. Good college player. And he's, uh, doing, doing the thing here. Um, 
what else can you say? What else can you say? I'm trying to just find something I can bitch about with this Iowa team, but I can't do it. I just can't do it. Next week, what we're going to do, we're going to focus in on some SEC basketball for all my Southern brothers that are down there listening. Uh, We are going to uh, talk about Kentucky. We're going to talk about just SEC basketball in general. Obviously, it's Kentucky and everybody else. But is there anybody out there that maybe while Kentucky may be down in terms of Kentucky basketball this year, we're going to see if maybe somebody can rise up and maybe challenge for the uh, SEC crown as well. So um, outside of that, Big Ten's pretty quiet. Jared Udoff, University of Iowa, averaging 18 points. He is uh, still in the lead so far for player of the year in the Big Ten Conference. Robert Carter with Maryland is averaging uh, 13 points. These are the better forwards here. Nigel Hayes at Wisconsin, 17 points. He's fifth in Division One. So, you know, lots of talent in the conference, lots of good basketball being played. Uh, Wisconsin actually starting to play a little bit better as well under their uh, interim uh, soon-to-be head coach there uh, that took over for Bo Ryan. So it is really, really starting to heat up here in the Big Ten Conference as we get towards the, the midway stretch here. And uh, the two best centers, University of uh, Indiana, Thomas Bryant, averaging, uh, let's see, blah, 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 21 points a game, it looks like. And Damon Stone, keep an eye on that kid from Maryland. Uh, he was a uh, University of Wisconsin player of the year, or he was a Wisconsin player of the year, excuse me, who decided to uh, turn his back on the folks at Madison and he jetted to the University of Maryland, and that kid is really doing some good things out there as well. So, all right, let's jump in the chat room here. Um, We have just about 20 minutes left before we go over to cooking with the microwave. John Fisher, I'm sure, is prepping his show. He is the demon of late-night sports talk. He is the main man. There's nothing better. You know, smoke them if you got them, sip on your drinks, and join us for some late-night trolling in his chat room as well. He takes calls also. And he has really, really got a good show. He, his show is actually perfect for late night. So I will be in there uh, as soon as I check on my daughter. Want to give? Oh, got to give some love to little Sydney, everybody. Uh, she took a shot to the head here tonight in her basketball game. She's laying down, um, been checking on her during the breaks here. And we just under, uh, as her coach says, um, some concussion protocol. Make sure um, she's feeling good throughout the night. Otherwise, we're going to have to make a quick run out to the doctor's office. But um, anyway, uh, just uh, keep little Sydney, the first daughter, in your thoughts. And uh, hopefully she'll be okay and get back to school tomorrow. If not, I may have to call in from the real job and take care of baby girl. So, all right, folks. Um, Like I said, we got about 18 minutes here before we go over to cooking with the microwave. Um, Lots of big stuff going down in the world of the NBA as well. Let's uh, get you touched up with that. We have finals. We have, oh, look at this. Look at this. It looks like Toronto beat Washington 106-89. The, oh, the Knicks blew it, y'all. The Knicks blew it. They lost at home to Oklahoma City 128-122 in OT. And we have Miami over Brooklyn 102-98, as we said earlier. Philadelphia 113-103 over Phoenix. And the clip joint, the Los Angeles Clippers 91-89 over the Pacers from Indiana. 
All right. Jungle Brother in the chat room says, SEC basketball ain't never going to be big because the basketball scouts get bus schedules because the athletic budget is 97% appropriated towards football. You're absolutely right. We know down south it's all about the pigskin. Absolutely. Oh, Andrew being funny. Doctor says she needs a bacchiotomy. He's a funny guy, that kid from Dubuque. And <laughs> Jungle says the only thing in Dubuque, Iowa, is snow on the map. How to get the hell out of Iowa. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, Iowa's a nice place. It's it, they just it's too bad they don't have any you know professional teams there. I think Des Moines would be an okay city if they had at least one professional team um to kind of get behind and then do some things with but yeah you know it's a pretty rural state it is what it is so iowa yeah but andrew hayes gonna let you know about it that is one thing for sure so all right moving on what else do we got here you know i i did have a story here that i'm gonna probably save to next week talking about the eight biggest storylines for the uh, super bowl See, that's the thing. We got two weeks to kill now between the Super Bowl. So I don't want to, you know, no, uh, oh, I better watch what I say. I was about to say uh, shoot the load here. But, um, you know, I don't want to get into everything tonight, obviously. We got plenty of times. We have lots of shows, especially with the Real Cast Rangers coming up here as well. So lots of time to talk Super Bowl. Lots of times to get into that as well. So we'll save that. And we'll get on over here. The Gophers got Purdue coming up, like I said. That that game's tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Time here in Minneapolis over at Williams Arena. Gophers, I, you know, from the eye test, they have no chance. It's simple as that. So we're just going to move on from the Golden Groundhogs, as Jungle Brother would say. And we are going to do this. Let's take a look at the college polls here because we haven't talked um really about the top 25 here in a very 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 long time so let's do that and then we're going to take one last quick little break then we're going to come back put a bow on everything as well if you want to get any last second calls the number is 651-968-0124 and um also what i'm going to try and do as well for if there I, I know we got a lot of technical people out there a lot of tech heads and all that stuff uh, i'm going to get my man andrew on here um on a separate show we're going to talk kind of um electronics we're going to talk geek stuff and uh relations to sports as well you know new cool sports apps uh things for your tablet for your phone that it will enhance your sporting experience so um, we're going to have Andrew here every once in a while, do a quick little interview with him as well. So I just wanted to get that out there. All right, before we get the break, let's take a look at the AP poll here. Number one is Oklahoma, Jungle Brother. Um, Jungle Brothers, North Carolina, Tar Heels, while number two in this poll, the coaches poll has North Carolina number one. Andrew Hayes, your University of Iowa Hawkeyes are number three in the country, and I'll be gosh, got darned there. Number four, Kansas, and uh, Kansas lost to Iowa State, Andrew's other favorite team, not really. Um, number five, Texas A&M, 17-2. Uh, wow, very surprising team there. Watch out for the Aggies. Villanova, big, T, big, or big East Pride there doing their thing. Uh, Villanova, number six, it's, it's Xavier is seven. Maryland is eighth. West Virginia, number nine, and rounding out the top ten is the Providence Friars. Look at that. Back at like when Patino was there, 
Providence University doing their thing. Number 11, Virginia. Michigan State down to 12 all of a sudden. Watch out, SMU. They finally got their first loss, but Larry Brown, who knows if he's on the up and up down there, but SMU is 18-1. and one. Number 14, Iowa State. 15, Miami Hurricanes. Miami's now a basketball school. Who would have ever thunk that? 16, University of Louisville. 17 is Baylor. 18 is Arizona. 19, Indiana. And by the way, Kentucky, 15-4 all the way down to 20. So may not be the Wildcats year for another final appearance. Rounding out these last five, Purdue 21, Wichita State 23, Oregon 23, or tied for 23 with Wichita State. My Duke Blue Devils almost out the pole at 24, 15, and 5. Lord have mercy. Jungle Brother, what are we going to do about that, my friend? Duke is almost out the polls. It's time to shut this thing down. And rounding out top 25, ladies and gentlemen, is Notre Dame. So, all right. OG Dion is up in the joint, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome him as well. What's up, Mr. OG? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Once again, it has been a very, very spirited night on Sports Done Right. Boston Eddie, Eddie, Easy Eddie coming in, getting the fireworks going again. But, uh, you know, I appreciate his call. I appreciate everybody's call here on Sports Done Right. And the chat room, I dig everybody just hanging out for a Tuesday night. So let's do this. Um Let's take one last break here. I'm just going to get resituated. And like I said, we're going to come back. We're going to take about two, three, four minutes, and we're going to wrap up this show, and we're going to handle it off, or hand it off to John Fisher. So with that being said, again, I'm a big fan of the local scene here in Minneapolis music. We Obviously, we know about the more famous people, Prince, 80 Sound, The Time, all that. But as I've discussed before, we have a real good underground hip-hop scene here. We got the largest independent rap label in the country with Rhyme Sayers, a friend of mine, Brent Sayers, um, a.k.a. Sadiq, the owner and uh, president of that operation. And this is their most most popular artist, Atmosphere. Went to Washburn High School with these guys. They're a little bit older, but they are the main cog in the Rhyme Sayer engine. This tune is called Like Today. And I kind of felt like I've lived this life. So we'll be right back after this tune and we will wrap up Sports Done Right. Keep it tuned here on Spreaker.com. In tomorrow I see no promise. And yesterday was like today. Woke up, got up, near 11 o'clock, but naked except I was wearing my socks, and that's cool, cause most of the time this floor is cold. Stand up and stretch, look around this mess. My place has been a cave since she left me. Make my way to the kitchen, start the coffee. Then dip to the bathroom, begin the triple S. Wash the previous evening, off me now. Out the shower, get dry, shove a Q-tip in my ear. Well, what do we have here? It appears as if a piece of me has got motivation ain't nothing wrong with a little morning masturbation fresh dressed like 50 cents uh-huh. clean and awake now i'm ready to commence uh-huh. spark up the caffeine and nicotine binge uh-huh. and that's pretty much the pattern of how the day begins and i write for an hour maybe half hour more then i put on my shoes and grab my key for the door put my head 
phones on for this world I ignore. Trek down the street towards the record store. Hey, bro, how you doing? Anything new today? Ah, man, how you been? It's the same old, same again. Well, then, I'll be gone, friend. I see you around. And I'm out. Destination uptown. In the summertime, the women wear a lot of skin. And if I sit in one spot, I can take them all in. Sometimes I even talk to see if I can make one grin. And if not, it's cool. I ain't gonna take it personal. From Ann Landers to Annie DeFranco to Orphan Annie, I love all women. But most of them just can't stand me. I don't know. Maybe it's my hair or my clothes. Or maybe she noticed that you was digging in your nose. Either way, it's okay. I wasn't trying to get laid. I just wanted to say, I hope you have a great day. And then she stopped with a smile that began to blush. Here, take my number, call me up, I come over and make you lunch. I got up and headed down towards the bookstore to check the titles that my man Michael's got me looking for. My visit was short because I just couldn't feel that cat behind the counter acting like I'm here to steal. So I dipped back out into a cloud of tattoos, pierced body parts and colorful hairdos. And I questioned, did Babylon resemble this? Are we getting any closer to the end of the list? A sensuous kiss placed on apocalypse we teach them how to make a fist but not to resist and i'm wondering how do we find this position but people are people and i still love them onwards to the coffee shop maybe muddies for a refill and some sociological studies see the junkies while they coexist with the sobers all the bugging of eyeballs the shrugging of shoulders and that's when i saw her sipping the water i want to kiss her mom just for having this daughter excuse me miss i don't mean to come across strong but i've been waiting a while and you've been taking too long and she smiled and i began to blush she asked if i'd like to go to the bathroom and make some love and i got visions of us and the mirror getting steamed And that's the very moment I woke up from the dream Woke up, got up, near 11 o'clock But naked except I was wearing my socks And that's cool, cause most of the time this floor is cold Stand up and stretch and look for my soul In tomorrow I see no promise In yesterday was like today in tomorrow I see no promise And yesterday was like today In tomorrow I see no promise And yesterday was like today In tomorrow I see no And yesterday was like today. When you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. Yes, indeed. The last five, six minutes of sports done right for another week. Thank you guys so much for hanging with us. Um, sports done right was off to a rough start tonight, but we hang in there. We move forward. Nothing stops us, and we just keep moving ahead. Thank you so much for hanging in there. Sports done right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. You can call us live. Write the number down for the next show, 651-968-0124. And again, 651-968-0124. If you listen on demand, make sure you write that down. Make sure you like the show. 
Also, let's start uh, hitting these hearts on everybody's show, realizing that we can raise that um, profile um, within the Spreaker community. And um, again, working on the uh, website here. I think I finally got some good tech people that a friend of mine introduced me to. So again, looking to do some big things. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, Thanks for all the compliments and everything with this show, man. All right, let's just put a bow on everything here. Just kind of ease on out and get it ready for cooking with the microwave. John Fisher. Uh, First off, Baller Award. Ricky Fowler wins the golf tournament over in Abu Dhabi. He beats Rory McIlroy. Shot a 69 in the final round. And, um, man, uh, just incredible. The young guns finally stepping up in golf. Going to be interesting to see um, when and if Tiger can even come back this year. But, again, um, this is what it is now. Jason Duffner won out in Palm Springs. So the golf season is uh, really starting to take effect. I think Torrey Pines is next week. And uh, with that, out in San Diego, the folks, uh, golf season is on their way. Uh, What else is going on here? Um, Phil Mickelson shot 21 under this weekend in Palm Springs. That was his lowest round since uh, 2005. So maybe uh, Big Phil can, you know, resurrect it for the old guys out there on tour and see if he can compete with some of these young guns here as well. Um, good game last a uh, couple days ago. Iowa State rallies beats number four Kansas. Um, Big Twelve is a lot of fun to watch for basketball. So again, that's another conference to keep it keep an eye on people. Um, Iowa State won eighty five seventy two. A lot of people keep saying that Kansas is at some type of crossroads of some type. You know, you're not going to be you know in the Final Four every year. Uh, Kansas is going to be all right, though. But right now, Iowa State's really starting to get their groove back. James Fuller went to Iowa State for a quick minute there. So I know he's got a little bit of love for the Cyclones down in Ames, Iowa. And uh, that is what it is. want to say goodnight to Mother. Um, she's got an early rise. She's uh, in the office at 6 every morning doing her thing. So uh, rest well, Mom and Dad. Again, want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, rough start, like I said, but I think, uh, we finally figured out the issue. I think we had a bad, uh, ethernet cable connection here. Um, I usually don't use my Wi-Fi service. I use the ethernet. Uh, what that does, it's kind of like putting an HDMI cord into your TV. You know, it really keeps everything nice and steady. So there are no issues that sometimes you have with wireless, but I think that was the issue tonight caused us to get on half hour late, but Really, really appreciate everybody hanging out. So let's uh, go through this chat room one more time. Give love to the people, um, the House of Representatives, as the governor calls them. Again, you're listening to Vince Wright on Spreaker.com. Follow me. Yeah, we haven't even done that. Please follow me on Twitter, at the Big Smooth one That's the number one. Follow us on uh, the Facebook group. Search Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, and we will be there as well. And um, you can email me at vmann31 at gmail.com. Any suggestions you have, um, you want to come on the show, you got something you want to talk about, anything to plug people out there. That's how we uh, did the interview with uh, Rashad uh, Griffith there on his book um, last week. And make sure you check that out on the um, on my speaker page as well. So. All right, folks, we're going to get ready to turn this over to John Fisher. He was nice enough to give me uh, 10 extra minutes there. 
Jungle Brother, I appreciate you <laughs> considering. <laughs> Jungle Brother, I appreciate you, man. I, 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 I love you to death, man. I'm glad you're feeling better. <laughs> and um, we're going to have to get you and uh, Easy Ed in the same room sometime. And I'll, I'll be the referee. But, you know, glad that everybody um, is listening. Um, I know, as we say, we don't always agree. But that's what makes sports radio the shit that it is, man. Coming in here, representing your point of view, whether you agree, disagree, or, or in between, we're going to be doing our thing. So, all right, folks, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much. Big Game James, I got to get him on next week. We got to start, uh, we got to get his take on the Arizona game. We got to get some Valley of the Sun uh, sports updates, uh, the Phoenix Suns, um, you know, baseball coming up, pitchers and catchers reporting in just a literally two to three weeks here, people. So we're going to have baseball coming back on us as well. And that's a sign that maybe winter is ending. So, all right, for the first family of sports here, the first lady is out of town in Palm Springs. She's golfing, staying at the same hotel, apparently, as uh, Big Bill Clinton. Keep your hands off my wife, Big Bill. Keep your hands off my wife. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there. Sports done right every Tuesday night, Spreaker.com. Let's all go over cooking with the microwave, Spreaker.com. Let's support the big guy. I want to thank um, everybody in the chat room. I want to thank the first timers as well, Michael Miller. Uh, good co-worker, like I said, good sports mind, loves talking sports. He's a young dude uh, right out of college here uh, doing his thing and appreciate him. He was the first call tonight. Appreciate, yes, I appreciate Easy Ed, part of the Beantown Brawlers calling in, representing his point of view as well. And I appreciate everybody else out there in the chat room representing their point of view as well. Again, let's tune in to Cooking with the Microwave. I am Vince Wright. I am signing off. Thank you again for joining me in the Situation Room at the Executive Mansion. This is Sports Done Right, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening to Sports Done Right. Tune in and turn up every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central on Spreaker.com. Search Sports Done Right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T Right. Hosted by Vince Wright, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk. It's about time you got your sports done right.